This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career. And you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Savor. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about nutmeg. Yes. Nutmeg, the not so nice spice. Oh, I mean, it's it's nice in terms of flavor. Just historically speaking, every spice ever is horrific. That's true. And I like nutmeg, but I find I almost always overuse it. Oh, and then it's a very powerful flavor. It's a light touch spice for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I love a nutmeg. Like I will put nutmeg on just about anything and everything. Like savory, sweet, what have you. But again, a light touch. Mm-hmm. This was a lesson I had to learn, and still, apparently, I'm, I just have a, a heavy hand. <laughs> My mom has a word for it. I can't remember. Clumsy hand. It's something funny. I'll, I'll ask her. Yeah, come back. But anyway, this brings us to our question, and it's a two-parter. <laughs> what is it, and what the heck is a pendulous droop? <laughs> well... Um, and we promise that the pendulous droop thing has to do with nutmeg. Yeah, it's, it's not just some unrelated <laughs> thing, although I wouldn't put that past us. Uh, a pendulous droop. Okay. A droop is a fruit that grows from a single ovary and contains a single seed or pit. Um, think peaches or plums or, or olives. And pendulous just means hanging uh, rather than being like more directly attached to a branch. So yes, pendulous droop. And in some plants, the seed or pit at hand is good to eat. Uh, Like you get almonds by cracking open the pit of an almond tree's fruit. And you get nutmegs by processing a nutmeg tree's fruit. So, 
Nutmeg is a spice that comes mostly from a plant by the botanical name Maristica fragrans. It's a tropical evergreen tree with a glossy dark green leaves. And all parts of this plant are fragrant, but the part humans are mostly concerned with is the fruit. These trees grow these yellowish fruits that look a little bit like apricots. When they're ripe, the fruit splits open along its seam, you know, like the, like the butt of a peach? Yeah, like that seam. And it reveals the pit. And these pits look wild, y'all. It's like something out of a John Carpenter film. Like, seriously, they're like shiny and black and partially covered in this bright red, fleshy, sort of like thick netting. It looks like Freddy Krueger's face in pit format. Well, this is very important for me to know because I have been on a deep dive (laughs) of every Friday the 13th movie and Nightmare on Elm Street movie and Halloween movie. It's been a really long Halloween month for me. But long or fabulous? Oh, it's been wonderful. (laughs) But I didn't know one that Jason went to New York. He took Manhattan, and then he went to hell, and that's where he met Freddie. Right. And then he went to space because the FBI was like, "Let's just send him to space." Oh, that's why he ended up in space. Yeah, because there was a secret compound under Crystal Lake. We're just sputtering nonsense. (laughs) People have never. Scene Friday the 13th. Let's get back to nutmeg. Yes. Okay, so if you if you take this weird Freddy Krueger-looking pit out of the fruit and then scrape off that red stuff and then crack the pit open, inside you'll find a nutmeg. But you don't want to do that, like, fresh off the tree. Uh, these things have to be dried first, uh, traditionally in hot, shaded buildings for up to two months. And when the nutmeg seed or kernel starts rattling around in its pit, it's ready to go. Now, if you've never seen one whole, uh, nutmeg is uh, dark brown, and it looks looks a little bit like a smaller, sort of wrinkly pecan in its shell, or like a sort of bloated almond. Like if you just sort of puffed an almond up full of full of air, like a balloon. Oh, um, no. I'm not using any attractive words here. I'm I'm sorry. It's it's really not there to be pretty though. The seed or kernel is just packed dense with all of these squiggly little layers of, of food that would have been used by the seed to grow a new plant, but. As it turns out, if you dry out and then grind or grate up that seed stuff, it's delicious to humans, too. It's fragrant and warm and woody with a little sweetness and a little bite. The tree is native to Indonesia's Moluccas, a.k.a. the Spice Islands, and that's where a lot of it is cultivated along with the Caribbean. And here in the States, it's a popular spice in baked goods, particularly in the fall, Part of eggnog. Um, I still top my whiskey sours with nutmeg Ooh. when I'm feeling fancy. Because remember, we went to we went downstairs uh, to a place called 1821 Bitters. Oh, right. And, and she did. She shaved some nutmeg over the top of it. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. It's, it's a little sweet and very aromatic, but it's popular in a huge variety of dishes, from meats to vegetables to sauces. The spice mace comes from the arils that are on the outside of the nutmeg seed. Yeah, that uh, bright red netting stuff. That's so cool. Yeah, that, yeah, like the more you know. Yeah, the more you know. Um, mace is a little more biting and less sweet than nutmeg, but with an otherwise similar flavor profile. And nutmeg is still used pretty liberally in Dutch, Tuscan, North African, and Canadian cuisine, and provides some warm notes to some French sauces. A mace is more popular in Indian cuisines. The fruit can also be eaten and is by some nutmeg farmers and their communities. It can be eaten fresh with like a pinch of salt and chili or dried and sugared or made into juice or jam or pickles or wine. And yeah, all parts of the nutmeg plant taste vaguely of nutmeg. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
the word nutmeg might refer to different seeds in different countries, just to keep us all on our toes. Mm -hmm. As far as the name goes, it might come from either an old Arabic word or an old French word for musk, meaning fragrant. And then possibly the French word for nut combined with that, nutmeg. And what about nutrition? Well, nutmeg, I mean, it's a spice. I mean, like, in the amount that you would use it culinarily, it's pretty much null. But maybe (laughs) you've heard that people use nutmeg non-culinarily? I don't know what you're talking about, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did some of the research, so I certainly hope you have. Okay, I did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you probably heard some interesting things about nutmeg's properties. Specifically, it's psychedelic and hallucinogenic properties. If you consume somewhere around four to eight teaspoons, nutmeg does have psychoactive effects. The sensation of floating is what most partakers report experiencing. It can take a minute for it to hit, or not a minute, a couple of hours, and it could last for days. It comes with a lot of unpleasant side effects after vomiting, racing heart, diarrhea, and a, quote, nutmeg burp every 20 minutes, which I find interesting. Rarely, nutmeg poisoning, which is about 12 teaspoons, can result in palpitations, pain, convulsions, and possibly death. Some prison kitchens have banned nutmeg for this reason. Malcolm X even mentioned nutmeg in his autobiography, quote, stirred into a glass of cold water, a penny matchbox full of nutmeg had the kick of three or four reefers. Huh. William S. Burroughs wrote about it, too. Results are vaguely similar to marijuana with side effects of headache and nausea. Death would probably supervene before addiction if such addiction is possible. I have only taken nutmeg once. Other experimenters have compared a nutmeg high to having a two-day hangover. That sounds terrible. I agree. Hmm, well, what's happening here, Lauren? Okay, nutmeg contains a lot of interesting compounds that give it its its aroma and flavor. Linalool brings a sort of floral spice, terrapinol, uh, piney citrus, eugenol, clovey sort of spice, camphene, this pungent bite, dipentine is lemony, and pinene is, um, well, piney. Oh, yeah. for once, it, words make sense. More or less makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nutmeg also contains a few interesting Compounds. Mm-hmm. Maristicin, named for the nutmeg plant, can suppress the action of a particular neurotransmitter and thus prevent some of your nerves from firing. Um, these nerves are responsible for involuntary and voluntary muscle movement in the in the guts, the lungs, and elsewhere. And some researchers think that this is why a nutmeg high makes you feel sluggish, and also why nutmeg has been used medicinally to treat stuff like gastrointestinal distress, like it might prevent muscles from cramping in those areas. It's also a precursor to MMDA, which is a psychedelic amphetamine. Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple other compounds, um, elemincin and safrol, both of which are psychoactive precursors to MDMA or ecstasy. And there are all sorts of theories about how these and other compounds in nutmeg interact with each other and with your body as they're like broken down in the digestive system and liver in order to create this high. Right. And the chemical behind this whole thing, um, that meristicin, is bad news for dogs. Potentially fatal level bad news. Yeah. Don't take nutmeg for recreational use. Don't no. do it. No. Don't nope. do it. Also, beware of anything that's selling nutmeg for medicinal use. It is sold as a treatment for everything from aforementioned gastrointestinal issues to kidney disease to cancer. But there's not enough scientific evidence to say whether it helps with any of those things. 
However, studies are ongoing. Research in rats has shown that high doses of nutmeg oil are more effective than traditional pain medication in helping ease uh, pain and swelling due to inflammation, the sort of inflammation uh, seen in arthritis, and with fewer side effects. So um, it would be pretty cool if something came out of that, but just don't go dosing yourself. Like the oil that they were using was specially formulated to contain less of the stuff that makes you ill. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just eat a lot of nutmeg, you'd get nauseated a long time before you would see arthritis benefits. Yeah. And if we look at numbers, they can be a little tough to pin down, but estimates put global nutmeg production between somewhere between 10 and 12,000 metric tons annually. Indonesia accounts for 75% of that production, and Grenada comes in second with about 20%. But nowadays, uh, you can find nutmeg pretty much anywhere and cheaply. But at one time, nutmeg was worth its weight in gold and then some. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands died in the fight to control nutmeg. Yay, spices. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that after a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. All right, so uh, nutmeg history. Before it was used for food, nutmeg was used as an incense or in these small perfume bags called sachets. Supposedly, it was part of the spice blend used inside Egyptian mummies. Egyptian mummy spice blend. Why can I not <laughs> buy that anywhere? Oh, wow. That's our next spice our next. blend. <laughs> it's true. 
All right. Okay. Note, note to future us. It was a part of the royal perfume used in Iran, and preserved nutmeg was recorded in China as early as 200 CE. Pliny wrote about it in 1st century CE. Persian physician Ibn Sina wrote about what he called the Banda nut sometime around 1000 CE. And the Banda nut is probably nutmeg. Banda is the old term for the island where it was found. Yes. Around the same time, Holy Roman Emperor Henry VI had the streets fumigated um, with (laughs) nutmegs in honor of his coronation. Oh, that sounds delightful. It does. Records show that it made it all the way out to Byzantium by 6th century CE, and there are records describing a sprinkling of nutmeg on peas pudding, old episode throwback, dating back to the 8th century. Lots of peninsula use going on, too. Records show that Europeans were using it as a cure for nervous ailments by the 7th century. And um, we say all the way out because for centuries you could only find it on this one isolated island chain, the Banda Islands, of which, yeah, there are 10 of them. Arab traders were the first outsiders to discover nutmeg, and they charged a fortune for it. When the Turks seized control of Constantinople, which is modern-day Istanbul, in 1453, they cut off trade on the one strip of land that had allowed some merchants to bypass the Arab-Venetian trade monopoly because at the time, Arab traders sold to Europe through Venice. Columbus was looking for a shortcut to the Spice Islands to get around this whole mess when he stumbled on the Americas instead. When Vasco da Gama's forces laid siege to Kerala in 1497, his his soldiers cried, For Christ and spices! (laughs) This is destiny of the world stuff we're talking about here, guided by the search for nutmeg. The Benedictine abbess Hildegard de Bengen wrote about nutmeg's psychoactive properties all the way back in 12th century CE. So we humans have known something was up with nutmeg for a while. And because of its rarity, nutmeg was super expensive. German records from the 14th century list the price for a pound of nutmeg at seven fat oxen. Not skinny oxen. No, fat oxen. Yeah, like good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else I ran across claimed that at one point in England, selling a handful of nutmeg nuts would set you up for life. Never had to work again. The nutmeg situation changed in 1511 when Portuguese conqueror Afonso de Albuquerque captured the Moluccas and demanded that the indigenous islanders lead him to the source of the nutmeg, which they did, but the locals successfully kept the Portuguese from occupying the Banda Islands and eventually drove the Portuguese out. Also wanted to mention that Leonardo da Vinci's 1510 packing list read, Inkhorn, penknife, get hold of skull, nutmeg. <laughs> that sounds like how a lot of my list shape up. I want to hang out with Leo so hard. <laughs> get hold of skull. Get hold of a skull. Period. A nutmeg. Research I, I agree, dude. Mm. <laughs> and this is around the time when nutmeg star really started to rise. Spices were all the rage among the rich um, because they were the only ones who could afford them, really. They might have been using it for its hallucinogenic properties as well and also, medicinally, just as much as for food. Some believed that nutmeg could keep away not only the common cold, but also the bubonic plague. It could not. 
No. No. Science has shown that fleas appear to really dislike the smell of nutmeg. So, uh, <laughs> the leading European medical institution during the Middle Ages, the Salerno School, had this to say about nutmeg. One nut is good for you. The second will do you harm. The third will kill you. And it was seen as an aphrodisiac, because obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, also thought to relieve sleeplessness, poison bites, and flatulence. Oh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also a rumor that Nostradamus was taking a lot of it and other mild hallucinogens like it while he was writing up his prophecies. No, oh, so that's where they came from. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Thanks to producer Dylan for uh, for that hot tip. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love this, too. Some rich French chefs would get these really fancy nutmeg graters made, and they would show them off at fancy dinner parties. Like, if someone was like, oh, if only I had a way to grate this nutmeg. They'd be like, oh. I have a way. <laughs> I love it. it I want to carry around a pineapple and Ooh. a fancy nutmeg grater. Yeah. And people will never invite me to parties again. Oh, I would, I think that if, I think you don't want to hang out with those people anyway. You're right, Lauren. You're always full of such good (laughs) advice. Okay, so now we need to talk about the Dutch East India Company because they really wanted a monopoly on the nutmeg trade. To that end, they went to the Bondanese, forcing them to trade nutmeg for Dutch goods that the Bondanese didn't need, like thick, heavy clothing. They were in the tropics. They had no need for that kind of stuff. And they also forced the Bondanese rulers to sign, quote, the Eternal Treaty in 1609, which secured the Dutch East India Company's spice trade monopoly on the islands. And things escalated after that. When the Bondas attacked the fortress the Dutch had built in the region Fort Nassau, They killed the admiral and 40 of his officers. At the same time, the British were doing their best to chip away at the Dutch's hold on the spice trade and the spice islands. They managed to secure two small Banda islands, Run and I. Run was the first British colony in the world. But the Dutch fought tooth and nail, and in 1615, they attacked the British-controlled spice islands. The British lost control of I, but solidified their forces on Run and killed 200 of the Dutch's soldiers. The British forces were able to reclaim I, but about a year later, the Dutch attacked them again. And when the British used up all of their ammo, the Dutch massacred them. Oh. Determined to take full control of the Bandas, the Dutch East India Company dispatched soldiers to the islands who used alleged violations to this eternal treaty as justification for beheading 40 indigenous leaders. And if that wasn't terrible enough, they then committed genocide against the Bandas. Historians estimate the population went from around 15,000 to around 1,000. Any male over the age of 15 was quartered and beheaded. The survivors were then enslaved and used to cultivate nutmeg. A decade and a half later, the population had dropped even lower to 600. Oh, my goodness. And all of these horrible acts made Dutch plantation owners filthy rich. They sold nutmeg at a markup of 300 times in Europe. The Dutch East India Company was the richest company in the world. Each year, shareholders got a 40% dividend, and the company employed over 50,000 people and 10,000 soldiers across 200 ships. To get more product, they brought in slaves from other Indonesian islands like Java. Meanwhile, 
the English and French tried to circumvent the Dutch's control of nutmeg with subterfuge to get their hands on fertile nutmeg seeds. To prevent this, nutmeg seeds were coated in lime so they wouldn't sprout. The export of nutmeg-growing trees was banned, and anyone suspected of growing, stealing, or selling nutmeg outside of Dutch approval faced the death penalty. And that lime thing was so prevalent for so long that even after the monopoly fell, producers would continue to bleach nutmegs for like a good long while because according to consumers, that's what nutmegs look like. Oh my goodness. And then Peter Piper got involved, of course. He's always <laughs> popping up everywhere. Wait, Peter, Peter Piper? Like <laughs> Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers? Yeah. Fame? That yes. one? Yep, that one. Uh, that was he, a real guy? He was a real dude. His actual name was Pierre Poivre, which translated to English comes out to be Peter Piper. He wore many hats, a pirate's hat, a horticulturist hat, or I guess that's a gardening cap, <laughs> and he also had lost one of his arms. At the time, pepper referred to all kinds of spice nuts, so nutmeg peppers, relevant here. Pierre stole all kinds of things from the Dutch for his garden, including nutmeg. Because of him, France was able to plant some nutmeg seeds on their colony of Mauritius. And this brings us to the question, did the Dutch really trade the island of Manhattan for nutmeg? Before we answer that, we're going to pause for one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. (laughs) 
And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. All right, so let's answer this question. It's a popular cocktail-type trivia question. Mm -hmm. After centuries of bloodshed and warring over territory, the Dutch-Anglo War had just ended. The British and the Dutch were looking to, to cool things down a bit. In 1667, they entered negotiations. The British wanted New Amsterdam, or Manhattan, and the Dutch wanted Britain's last nutmeg-producing island, Banda Run, and a South American sugar-producing territory is like the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. They wanted both of those things. The Treaty of Breda was signed, and the exchange was made, and so was history. So the answer is yes. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. (laughs) New Amsterdam, by the way, was discovered by English explorer Henry Hudson, who was commissioned by the Dutch East India Company to find a northeast passage from Asia to the Arctic Ocean. He didn't, but he (laughs) did find Long Island, and that's where the name of the Hudson River comes from. The Dutch purportedly traded items valued at around $24 to the tribe they found on Manhattan Island. The tribe didn't really live there, though, and they called it— Quote, a place where we all got drunk, <laughs> or Menahaktinyak. <laughs> Sorry if I butchered that. But, yeah, because that's another thing you'll hear a lot in that conversation is $24. That's where that comes from. Okay, so about a century and a half goes by with the Dutch maintaining total control of the nutmeg trade. Then comes the Napoleonic Wars from 1803 to 1815, pitting the Dutch, which is now at this time part of Napoleon's empire, against the English again. So the British went straight for the Spice Islands. They launched an attack against one of the Banda Islands in 1810, and the Dutch lost their Fort Nassau. But when the first phase of the Napoleonic Wars ended in 1814, control went back to the Dutch with the first Treaty of Paris. But the British had nutmeg seeds now, seeds that they planted on their tropical colonial outposts like Singapore, Malaysia, and Sri Lanka. And nutmeg spread from there, causing the price to drop dramatically. Regular folks in Europe and Asia could afford it, and they started incorporating it into their cuisine. British-controlled Granada went on to become the second largest producer of nutmeg, and to this day, their flag has the shape of a nutmeg on it. And folks were still looking to use it for other things other than eating. Uh, During the 19th century, women looking to induce a miscarriage would ingest large quantities of nutmeg. And here's some slightly more modern-day trivia. Apparently, Connecticut is known as the nutmeg state. That was news to me. (laughs) Me me as well. I don't (laughs) particularly associate—I mean, it doesn't grow there. Right. I mean, unless you have a hothouse, I suppose. Any listeners who have a hothouse growing nutmeg in in Connecticut, Connecticut, please write in. Yeah, send pictures. (laughs) There are two reasons given for why Connecticut has this nickname. One goes that some sneaky merchants in the state would carve these little wooden nutmegs and sell them as the real deal. Ooh. Yeah. The second story takes a nicer look at these merchants, suggesting that folks didn't realize nutmeg wouldn't crack open the same way a walnut would and that you needed to grate it instead and concluded that the entire seed was composed of wood. Yeah. Oh man, how disappointing! Oh, yes. to like to like grate what you think is a nutmeg, and it's just sawdust, and then you're like, oh. He probably paid a lot for it, like a lot. Mm-hmm. This uh, this practice occurred back in England as well, and led to a slang use of the word nutmeg in Victorian times. Uh, to be nutmegged was to be tricked in a way that made you look and feel foolish. 
Oh, I kind of love it. Yeah. And that slang in turn may have led to the sports term nutmeg. In uh, in football, uh, soccer or hockey or other games, a nutmeg is when you hawk the ball between an opponent's legs. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love it. That's Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Um, and yeah, some, some more modern history. Uh, by the 20th century, further reductions in prices garnered a greater demand and availability of nutmeg through the 1970s until an oversaturated market dropped prices even more in the 1980s, leading to the formation of a cartel among the Indonesian and uh, Grenadian producers that set minimum prices. But producers from both countries pretty much immediately tried to undercut those prices, so it wasn't a really successful cartel. And part of the issue here was the Cold War. Um, <laughs> that Cold War. Uh, because the 1980s was when the U.S. like forcibly removed the Marxist government from Grenada, ending the country's nutmeg-profitable ties to Russia. Whether or not Russia was there for the nutmeg or there for the location in the Caribbean as a outpost close to the U.S., I mean, you can decide for yourself. (laughs) Uh, But on a visit to Granada in 1986, President Reagan apparently joked that the Russians and Cubans had mostly wanted Granada for the nutmeg. Like, he was like, oh, lols, that's such a funny idea. Uh, Uh, Quote, what they were really after was Christmas. I'm sure it killed at the time. (laughs) I'm positive it did. (laughs) But a thing that I find interesting about this entire Cold War bit is that in the late 80s and early 90s, it became trendy again to buy whole nutmegs and grate them fresh at home instead of buying pre-ground nutmeg, which is what had been available in supermarkets for the past few decades. And this might be a direct result of marketing done by Americans who were attempting to fix Granada's economy after they cut ties to Russia. That is interesting. (laughs) Huh. Like, I can't prove it one way or another, but, like, the tie is there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, uh, today in the Caribbean in particular, uh, small farms like the nutmeg farms on Granada are a really great source of jobs and businesses and are thought to be, like, good, steady supplements to the tourism industry that dominates so much of the area. But climate change and the increasing number and intensity of hurricanes is making life harder for folks in agriculture there. Yeah, uh, this one had a lot of downers. Yeah, I don't really have, like, a positive, like, bing ending for that one. I'm like, oh, man, I still really like nutmeg. Ooh, that's harsh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think as this comes out, as it airs, except we don't really air this this radio. Well, sure, no. I mean, the sound waves move through (laughs) air to get to your ears. Well, yeah, as it's released— yeah. <laughs> it is the holiday season, and nutmeg is everywhere. It's, in, it's probably in your pumpkin spice mix. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we've mentioned before, I think last year around this time, uh, co-worker Alex, he makes eggnog oh. from George Washington's original recipe, and it's delicious. Or Martha Washington's original recipe, right? Oh, thank you. No, no problem. I think it's, it's I do it all for Martha. <laughs> As you should. (laughs) But I know that I think last year I put a lot of nutmeg on top of mine, and it was lovely. It's worthwhile. It is. Oh. It is. But this year, I hope I don't drink too much nutmeg because there is a lot of alcohol in this Washington recipe, by the way. Oh, yeah. And then tell everyone about nutmeg's (laughs) terrible past. That sounds like something I will do. Oh, that sounds like something both of us will do. We're so fun. Yeah. We're buckets of joy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to remember that phrase, buckets of joy. (laughs) 
It's a long story, but I have to design a uh, Christmas card for my mom. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for all kinds of ideas. Buckets of joy. <laughs> it's just a bucket, like a sad bucket. Like sad bucket. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. But um, <laughs> this brings us to the end of our nutmeg episode and to listener mail. All right. I got to say, off the bat, I love how many people have written in about mayonnaise. <laughs> I love it. Keep it coming. Yeah, all of the fist bumps you've gotten on on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's been great. It has been fantastic. <laughs> but I have gotten exposed to the other side of the argument, to people who love mayonnaise. And uh, one of those... Letters that we received was from Dale, and I love it. Dale wrote, I grew up knowing that I hated mayonnaise. Didn't like it on anything. Loved potato salad, but with mustard, all caps. Still my choice. Then, off I go to the Navy. Eventually, I'm working shift work at a training center where there is no food service. On back shifts, we would often send someone out to get food, such as pizza. One of the occasional runs was to the local pub for sub sandwiches. However, they were pre-made, and they came with mayonnaise. (laughs) On those nights, I would stick to my brown bag. Then, I forgot my lovely brown bag, and it was sandwich night. (gasps) To eat mayonnaise? (laughs) To fast. (laughs) I finally decided I could maybe scrape it off. I bought a turkey sub. When I unwrapped it, the turkey was swimming in mayonnaise. Being hungry enough, I ate it anyway. And it was good. (gasps) I know taste can change as you age, so I didn't think too much about it. Later, I visit my parents' home and make a sandwich using their mayonnaise. It was awful. (laughs) Then I learned my mother considered Miracle Whip as healthy mayonnaise. (laughs) Odd, since with her diabetes, the sugar was probably worse than the fat. Now I know mayonnaise good, Miracle Whip bad. However, once in a while, I will buy a small bottle of Miracle Whip for my wife, who will eat mayonnaise but prefers Miracle Whip. Until the day she died, my mother still insisted that Miracle Whip was the same thing, just healthier. Oh. See, I kind of love this, that you discovered that you hadn't been eating mayonnaise because I had a similar thing. Right. I also thought that Miracle Whip was... Heavy quotes, healthier. Right, right. Mayonnaise. Okay. I mean, I mean, at all, you know, like we always say, like healthy is a really subjective term. This um, is true. But yeah, it's really remarkable how well the marketing for that worked. Yeah. Um, and also, just like, I mean, I don't think it was intentional in Dale in the case of your mother, but man, like the lies our parents tell us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. We've gotten a lot of emails about that. <laughs> Got some trickery to keep keep kids happy. Yeah, <laughs> eating the eating eating whatever you're serving them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also speaking of Miracle Whip, uh, Val wrote in, I might have a bit of insight into why Miracle Whip is called a salad dressing. I'm from the East Coast, where a salad is usually a lettucey, spinachy, green, and healthy-ish thing, unless it's something like pasta salad or tuna salad, where you expect mayo. However, I went to visit family in Iowa. And after a few days of eating fast food and fried things, was excited for a family potluck where several ants showed up with salad. Not a leaf in sight. Salad was always a mayo-filled mix of pasta, cheese cubes, and maybe some chopped peppers. I was so looking forward to a real salad, not slimy, gooey pasta and cheese. I think this is a pretty common Midwest usage of the word salad and might be where that comes from. Hopefully some Midwesterners can confirm. 
Yeah, please write in. Um, we touched on that a little bit in our episode on aspects. Right, yeah, yeah. Now it's a bigger, seems to be a bigger deal right, in right. the Midwest than it is here. Yeah, I, I mean. There are southern salads for sure. Oh, yeah. And lots of things that I would not consider even, like, if you call a tuna salad a salad. Like ambrosia salad, that's not a salad. I don't know. I think that ugh, it's it's confusing. Ambrosia salad, if y'all have never had it, it's a whole thing. Look it up. I don't my, have time. My dad makes it every year, <laughs> but he doesn't call it ambrosia salad. I didn't know some people called it that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> future questions, future episodes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much to both of them for writing in. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at saverpod. We do hope to hear from you. Thank you, as always, to Super Producer Dylan. You're doing the Lord's work, sir. <laughs> By Googling Ambrosia Salad. <laughs> um, thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.